This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. Thank you, friend, for joining us here on Kingdom Come Broadcast. I'm your host, Andrew Nkoyoyo, and thank you for joining me today. We are on uh, in the study on the Holy Spirit. This is part seven, the person of the Holy Spirit. And let's read our thin scripture, Acts 19, verse 1 to 2. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And dear friend, because of this problem, this need, uh, that's why we are doing this in-depth series to bring understanding, knowledge, clarity regarding the Holy Spirit. Uh, because I believe that when we know uh, the truth regarding the Holy Spirit, uh, there is a lot more that we are going to enjoy, we are going to tap into that all uh, God has for us because it's not by might, it's not by power, it is by the Holy Spirit. And so we have covered a great deal. So if this is your first time tuning in or listening, uh, I invite you to go back to part one uh, where we started and just defining, you know, where does the Holy Spirit get his name, Holy Spirit. We defined that word spirit. We talked about uh, the meaning of Pentecost, and we talked about uh, spiritual gifts, uh, you know, so you can have understanding. And we talked about how being, to be really baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we have talked about the blessings of praying in tongues, and that's a crucial, you know, hot topic for many. But we have gone through the scripture and, and really broken it down and showed you that is scripture to pray in your private time in your private prayer language that God has given you, you know, and how that is crucial for you in your growth uh, and in your work and how it brings you into the operations of the Holy Spirit, His gifts and His power. Uh, we have talked in part six, we have talked about uh, the really the deity or the divinity of the Holy Spirit, and we have vindicated Him that He is God you know, and uh, and so today we are going to vindicate him as, as a person, you know, and uh, this is glorious because, dear friend, when you understand that the Holy Spirit is also God and is also a person, then really you can begin to interact and engage with him. And so part one, uh, point number one, 
um, I beg your pardon, is the Holy Spirit has intellect. Okay, he has intellect. In other words, he has understanding, wisdom, knowledge of things. First Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven, um, uh, ten to eleven. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Okay, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay? The Spirit of God searches because He knows. He knows what He's looking for. Okay? So, the Spirit of God is a person. You know, only a person has understanding. Only a person can search. Okay? So, the Spirit of, of God is author of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. As I'm going to show you here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit, listen to this, a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. He is the author of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding. Dear friend, you cannot give something you don't have. The Holy Spirit is the author because, as a matter of fact, the Bible calls him, as we're going to... Um, uh, discover later as we talk about you know the work and all that he he will do for you you know he's the author of wisdom he is the spirit of wisdom he has wisdom why because he's a person and he has those attributes he has those within him he's part of his nature he's part of who he is and so he searches uh, uh the the things that the bible says the deep things of god now let's back the truck up here for a second when we say god we mean god the father son holy spirit he searches the heart of the father he searches the heart of jesus and then he reveals those things because he has understanding he has knowledge he has wisdom he knows what what he's looking for and he takes those things because he has intellect and he reveals those things as you need them as God wants you to know them and to understand them so you can walk in them. Amen. So, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Again, here, we are vindicating this idea that he has wisdom, knowledge, understanding. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel, of might. The Spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Talking about this was a prophetic word about Jesus and talks about the, the Holy Spirit. This is related to his work, but also to his names and his titles. And we're going to uh, talk about that in the, in the coming episodes here uh, pretty soon. But it's beautiful because you know he's a person. Okay, These are attributes that are ascribed to a person. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They'll follow deceptive spirits, teachings that come from demons. Again, we see here that the Spirit is telling us, because he has understanding, he has wisdom. You know, uh, the Spirit of wisdom is the one that has foreknowledge, foresight of things to come. Things um, that are in the future, things that have not happened. Okay, and we see here uh, that you know the Spirit revealed to us what's going to happen in you know in the latter times. What's going to happen uh, among believers? Some are going to fall away. Some are going to follow um, uh, the, the doctrine of demons and so forth. Okay, Second, uh, First Peter, chapter one, verse eleven. 
They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. Remember, the Spirit of Christ that was in them, in the believers, talked to them in advance about the sufferings of Christ. Again, he has intellect. Remember, in the previous episode, we talked about his prescience and his omniscience and his unknowing, okay? And he's, he's, he's all-powerful, but he has, he's full of knowledge, okay? He knows the future, and he's, he has infinite knowledge of the past, the present, and the future. And, dear friend, these are attributes that I want to uh, really lay out to you here to help you to really embrace this reality of the person of the Spirit. He has understanding. He knows things. He knows what you go through. He knows what I go through. He knows, really, the heart of the Father and the heart of Jesus for you. Okay? Uh, and, and, again, remember that whatever that the Father has and whatever Jesus has, the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to reveal it to you. Okay, that's why this is crucial for us to understand this, really get a hold of this truth, because then we can begin to yield and, you know, cultivate that relationship, uh, and uh, as I will show you, uh, and begin to engage the Holy Spirit in a much deeper and personal way. Okay, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, again, here we are, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, really, if you like, say that the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. You know, we see the Holy Spirit, you know, revealing everything that the Bible says, that, you know, everything is Spirit-breathed, inspired by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspired the prophetic. The prophets, what they said, it was inspired, it originated from the Holy Spirit because he has knowledge, he has uh, understanding, and he has wisdom. He's all knowledge. He has infinite knowledge. He has knowledge of the past, knowledge of the present, and knowledge of the future. Okay? The second thing is point to vindicate his person, you know, this. And really, this is one of the... the the most important one is the Holy Spirit has a will, W-I-L-L. -L. He has a will, okay? Acting voluntarily with freedom and choice. We see that again. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2.11. He says, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay? He has his own will, and as he searches, he reveals things voluntarily and freely. He has choice of freedom to give, to release things to us, to give gifts, as we will discover. So the Holy Spirit has a will, and let's take it further in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. So God yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which, listen to this, the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. The Holy Spirit in his infinite will, in his divine will, in his choice, he appointed leaders. Now we see here that leaders... In, in, that I talked about in the book of Acts in the New Testament church. They were uh, appointed 
by the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to read when you know he commissions Paul uh, uh, and, and Barnabas into ministry out of his choice, out of his will. Why? And that's probably the most important aspect that uh, uh, really and property that make up a person is is not only intellect but also the will of choice. He has a will and he can choose freely and voluntarily. Okay, and we see that the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, is not just out of what he works as he hears uh, uh, from the Father, from Jesus, but he out of also out of his will. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has power. Job chapter 33, verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty God gives me life. He has power. And that's another property of a person. You have power. I have power. God has given us energy. He has given power and might within us to be able to function, to be able to, car to live life, to do things. The Holy Spirit has power. And part of that power is he has power to create. And creation, like we said in the previous episode, is really the work of divinity. Only God can create. But also we see that the Holy Spirit is not only God, but now has a person. He has power. Isaiah 11 verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Micah asks, is the spirit restricted? Micah chapter 2 verse 7. You who are named the house of Jacob, the spirit of the Lord, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not, do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly. In, in other words, the spirit of God He's not restricted in his will, in his freedom. He is not. And we see the answer in Micah chapter 3 verse 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. The Holy Spirit is, has power as a person within him. His power and he can act with power. Ephesians 3.16 I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in, in your inner beings. Okay? The Holy Spirit can strengthen us with power because he has power within himself. He is power and he has power within himself to act and to do things of might and of power. The next point is the Holy Spirit has emotions. That's another property that make up of a person. He loves and can be loved. Romans 15.30 I urge you brothers and sisters by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Oh dear friend, how I have known this love of the Spirit, His care, His tenderness, His gentleness. Okay? He has emotion. And that's a property of a person. He can love 
and it can be loved. That's why even in the Bible, you know, when he descended, he descended in in a form of a dove in this you know physical form that of a dove uh, representing just his purity his innocence but also his gentleness he's easily hurt and wounded okay that brings me to the next point and the emotions he can be grieved he can be hurt he can feel sorrow he can be wounded and that's why the apostle uh, in ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 uh, admonishes us saying do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption he can be grieved only a person can be hurt only a person can be grieved only a, a person can feel sorrow can feel wounded okay if the Holy Spirit was only an influence or a quality that emanated from the Father like many say then you cannot hurt equality you cannot hurt and influence okay but because he's a person he can be grieved he can be hurt he, you know the bible talks about vex he can be rebelled against okay the holy spirit he said to be resisted in acts chapter 7 verse 51 you stiff-necked people your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised you are just like your ancestors you always resist the holy spirit why? Because he's a person. They, are, they always resisted the Holy Spirit. Okay, you cannot resist an influence, you cannot re resist equality. The next point I want to show you again is rebelling and vexing the Spirit. Isaiah 63 verse 10 to 11. Now yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. They hurt him. Okay, so he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Then his people recalled the days of old and the days of Moses, and his people were, where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? Well, when they grieved him, he basically turned away. He, he just pulled back, and that's what happens even today, because we, we don't know what he likes, or because of our ignorance, our sin, you know, our disobedience, you know, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we repeatedly and consistently grieve the Holy Spirit, He kind of turns, turns away. He, he kind of withdraws because He can get hurt. He can be wounded. He can be uh, grieved. The Holy Spirit is said to be tempted or tested. You can only tempt a person. In Acts chapter 5, verse 9. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye, that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and they sh shall carry thee out. Again, this was Sapphira when he came, and they lied to the Holy Spirit. You know, and of course, the, the husband had came before her, lied, and then he fell down and died, and then she came and she lied, and, you know, she, she, she died, you know, the, the whole story. But the whole point is, they were tempting. You know, the, you, you can only tempt a person, okay? You can only test a person. The Holy Spirit also is said to be blasphemed or 
can be blasphemed in Matthew 12, 31, 32. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Again, you cannot blaspheme, you know, a quality that emanates from the Father. You can blaspheme a person. Dear friend, I'm just giving you this truth, you know, to inform your faith, your beliefs, so you can embrace the Holy Spirit. He's a person. Okay? The Holy Spirit can be quenched. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. He says, do not quench. In, here the apostle by the Spirit of God really commands us. He says, do not quench the Spirit. He uses the imagery of putting out a fire. He says, do not put him out. Do not quench him. Okay? Again, you cannot quench equality, but you can quench or put out, ignore, neglect, put off. Okay? That's what this means. A person. It says, do not quench him. The Holy Spirit is called comforter. Again, this is a name given to a person. Only a person can comfort another person. Okay? John 14, 16 to 17. Jesus says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Again, the Holy Spirit is a person, and that's why he's our comforter. He's our guide. He's our teacher. Only a person can comfort, can teach, can guide, can lead you. Only a person. Are you beginning to see it, dear friend? The Holy Spirit is a comforter because he's a person. These came from the words of Jesus, read, uh, written in red, in, 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 I'm sure, in your Bible and mine. Okay? Remember we said, you know, the Holy Spirit has a will. Here, the Holy Spirit, we see, he commissions Barnabas and Saul in Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and verse 4. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, now listen to this. He said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now, see the pronoun, set apart for me. He's speaking with authority. He has the will out of his will. And he's commissioning. He said, set for me. He didn't say set for God. Set for Jesus. He said, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work that I have called them. And the two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit. Okay, he has a will to commission. He has a will to call us and to commission us. And they went down to Sicilia and sailed from there to Cyprus. Dear friend, we see the person of the Holy Spirit. He, he has understanding. He has all these qualities that you and I have. Okay? 
Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Again, we see here uh, that the Holy Spirit is the one that commissions ministers. At least in this portion of scripture, we see that he commissioned those uh, in the New Testament church. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Not that distinction. The Holy Spirit made them overseer. He's a person with a will, acting voluntarily, with freedom and choice. He calls and he commissions. Okay, And we see that he commissions these overseers, these leaders or bishops. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Again, we see these 10 points that I've just presented vindicating the person of the Holy Spirit. So you say, brother, okay, so what? This is the so what. When you know his deity and his person, when you settle this truth within you, you begin to worship him. The same way you worship the Father, the same way you worship Jesus, you also worship the Holy Spirit because he's God. And don't feel guilty about it. Then you begin to love him. You begin to know his love as you love him. You tell him, Holy Spirit, I long to love you. I love to love you. Oh, dear friend, how he longs for your love. And when you begin to talk to him, begin to love him, and begin to be intimate with him, you are going to know his love, his care. He's going to bring you into the abundant, ever-flowing love of God, the Father, God, the Son. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, dear friend, I'm so excited for us. This is beautiful. When you know his deity and his person, you begin to obey him. You obey him out of knowledge, out of love and honor. When you know him, you begin to honor him. You begin to respect, put him in a higher place in your life. You don't, him, you don't put him off anymore. Because now you know he is God, but he is a person. And he longs for that intimate relationship. And when you know his deity and person, you begin to build a friendship with him. You begin to fellowship. You begin to commune, to partner with him. And he partners back with you in all things. This is crucial for you and I, dear friend, because when we settle this reality, this truth in our hearts and in our lives, it opens up the floodgates of all that the Spirit of God is and has and does for the glory of God. Jesus said, I am going, but the Holy Spirit is going to come. And he's going to lead you into all truth. Why? Because he's personal. He wants to guide you on your personal journey. Your walk, your Christianity is different than mine. The things that God wants to teach me, they may be different than yours. But the Holy Spirit has this personal 
journey for you and he wants to lead you and guide you and bring you into the depths of God, into the depth of the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, into the depth and fullness of his love and power. He wants to make you the life changer, the transformer, the revivalist. Okay, He wants to change your life so that you may glorify God. Dear friend, I want to invite you to give your heart to the Lord. You're watching and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Listen right now to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you as you have been listening, as you have been watching this message. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can begin one today. And all you need to do is to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say it as you mean it and mean it from your heart. And Jesus is going to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. Come into my life. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me with your power and anointing to do your will from this moment going forward. I am yours. I turn over my life to you from this day going forward. Dear friend, if you have said that simple prayer, Jesus has come into your life. You are a Christian. Find yourself a Bible-believing church and get plugged in. And let us know of your decision. Go to our website. Write to us. We have resources to help you grow in your walk with the Lord and in the Holy Spirit. And dear friend, our listener, our viewer, we thank you for being part of our, uh, really our community. And I invite you to invest into this ministry and help us continue to share the message around the world. We are streaming and broadcasting in 200 countries around the world. And your gift makes it possible for us to continue. Would you consider partnering with us today? Oh, dear friend, I am so excited for what God is doing for you. And before we are done, I want to uh, invite you again, um, encourage you to go get, catch, and release God's supernatural. As a matter of fact, for those of you that are new, you haven't read this book, as you, you, you give to our ministry, we will send you a free gift as a thank you for supporting our ministry. But in this book, I lay out the keys of the kingdom and I teach you about how to cultivate uh, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit key. There are keys in here to walking into the supernatural, in the miracles, healing. And one of them is the key of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I show you how. And another key is the key of unleashing the miracle work of the Holy Spirit that is already in you. Go get this book and come join us. Uh, we desire to equip you so you can be everything God wants you to be. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for this listener and for this viewer right now. In the name of Jesus, I apply the blood of Jesus over their lives and I release the anointing of the Spirit to touch their lives. Those that are sick in their bodies, I bind every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of suffering, sickness and disease i bind you i break you and i render you powerless in the name of jesus by the blood of jesus and i release the miracle witness of the holy spirit into your life right now to manifest miraculous healing deliverance and freedom and liberty from all oppression and bondage in any area of your life 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for joining us. Write to me. I would like to hear what God is doing in your life. May God bless you, and I, I'll see you on the next episode. As a believer, the keys to the supernatural are in your hands, and with them you can access your inheritance. In his newest book, Working the Works of God, Dr. Andrew teaches us how, through the glory of God and His anointing, we are empowered to move past our human abilities and function in the supernatural realm, where nothing is impossible. Order your copy today. To become a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner or sow a financial seed, Call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or log on to www.kingdomimpactministry.org. Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come broadcast 24-7 online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Ministry TV channels available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Android TV. To stream on the go, get the Kingdom Impact Ministry mobile app for Apple and Android devices from the App Store today. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423, or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at Kingdom Impact Ministry. P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.